Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Bit. Pop pass in the middle. Tucker's got it. Room to run. 15, 10. Hit, oh. hit in. Bernard's touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, heard, 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing, on the ESPN app, seen, heard, and everything in between, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, on the award-winning QSportsTalk.com. Where you can uh, do so many things, it, they should be illegal. You can watch the show. You can chat throughout the show. You uh, get in as much as you'd like, by the way. There's a chat. The chat is back. And you can opine as much as you'd like about the things that we're discussing. Or what tends to happen is the chat kind of takes on a life of its own. And I don't even know if those guys even listen to me anymore. They just you know, happen to be there while this show is on. But they're just doing their own thing. Hey, it's the internet. Why not? QSportsTalk.com is where you do all of that, friends. And uh, you get your own show during radio commercial breaks. Keep the mics on. Keep the conversation going. Different programs throughout the day. Our uh, usual radio programming, but different shows like the Devo Show, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Inside the Orange. Uh, today Was that today, guys, I believe, with uh, the great Pete Moore from uh, Syracuse Athletics, behind the scenes, and what it's like to work with Jim Beheim and those people that make uh, everything run. that You may know the face, but maybe don't know what they do. Some great stories there. And, oh, there's just so much more to come on the award-winning QSportsTalk.com. So if you prefer a visual experience to go with your radio diet, it is there for you. If you're listening in traditional means, just through your ears, we appreciate that. However you're taking in the show today. Welcome. It's our last show of the week. Ah, yes, we're here, friends. The Uncle Brent. Friday run begins. We're taking some Fridays off during the summer, summer, summer time. This is the uh, unofficial start of summer, right? Some consider it the official start of summer, Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, yep, we're going to be barbecuing, and that's going to be part of the show today as we'll get into and enjoying some time off. But uh, certainly keeping in mind uh, those that pay the ultimate price in serving this nation and why we pause and reflect on Memorial Day weekend. So please take some time to do that. And please take some time to enjoy yourself and enjoy your families and enjoy uh, the time off if you get it. If you don't, uh, hopefully you'll find some moments where you can relax, enjoy the weather, and do the thing this weekend. So we'll get one last show in here, finish strong, and uh, take the Memorial Day weekend off. So last show until next Tuesday. So 
So let's uh, jam in as much today as we can. Two great guests joining us. Mike McAllister at 5.05. There's a new quarterback for the Orange, as we learned yesterday. And we are going to turn to Mike about how he arrived at Syracuse, how he fits into the quarterback room. And, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. That wasn't one of those guys on the radar. And the transfer portal guys just tend to pop out. Sometimes you hear about offers. Sometimes you hear about, okay, Here's the Instagram graphic. I have entered the portal. I have talked to these five schools. Sometimes you know that Syracuse is on the radar for some of these players. When it comes to the case of Syracuse's new quarterback, Carlos Del Rio Wilson from Florida, uh, yeah, I don't think I heard that name once. Maybe we did. I just wasn't paying attention. But that wasn't a prominent name before the Florida quarterback transfers in. So we will talk to Mike about that and some primetime slots for Syracuse football is about to get into here in the monologue coming up and uh, all things recruiting with the one and only, the great Mike McAllister. He'll join us about an hour from now, right here in this hour, from the NHL on TNT, the self-proclaimed best researcher in television sports and lacrosse expert Chris Jastrzemski is going to join us. Lacrosse Final Four this weekend. Yes, Syracuse, uh, nowhere near it because they didn't even make the tournament, but a lot of local connections, some juicy matchups both on the men's and women's side. So we'll certainly get his thoughts on that. Some cool local connections even. I mean, there's so many Central New York players and coaches out there. Even if Syracuse doesn't get in there, it's always worth peeking at the Final Four. And, of course, Cornell is there. So we'll get Chris's take on that. Can anybody beat Maryland? I mean, really, that's what this is all about. It's great that Cornell is in the Final Four, but the big question is, what would the surprise level of Maryland losing be? Are we talking about all-time upset here, or are we just saying, hey, that's sports, and someone can beat them? It is sports. You never want to build up somebody to fit into that unbeatable category, but I would be floored if we're not back here Tuesday talking about the Maryland Terrapins as the national champions of college lacrosse. So we'll talk to Chris about that. Uh, hockey wins again, friends. Another dud of an NBA game. There is a saving grace that the NBA is heading for. So we'll get into that. Uh, it is Thursday. It's the last show of the week. So you know what that means, kids. It's draft day. The last show of the week, we put aside the blind side. We draft a Mount Rushmore. And today, we are, this, this should be fun. They're always fun, but this one could literally be juicy. We are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of barbecue things. Big barbecue weekend coming up, of course. So all barbecue things on the table. Super intern Jackson, Josh, and I will do that. You can follow along and participate in the QSportsTalk.com chat. So, I mean, that's a show. That's a lot right there to head into the weekend. But we'll see what other hijinks and tomfoolery come our way over the next couple hours. Uh, it's been great. We've had a lot of SU football things to discuss here, even with a few months away from kickoff. We're still a couple months away from training camp starting, but there's just been a lot of Good stuff to chew on as of late. We mentioned the quarterback transfer, which we'll talk more about with Mike, and we talked about it a bit yesterday, and just some interesting things that have popped up here. And another one today. Now, we got into this a bit when we were going through the schedule, and I wrote a column earlier this week about the quarterback room, the schedule, how many really good quarterbacks Syracuse will face this upcoming season. I don't think I've seen a lineup like that of opposing quarterbacks that Syracuse will face many of which could end up in the National Football League, a couple that will be in the Heisman Trophy uh, candidates list before the season starts. I mean, it's insane 
the quarterback talent that they'll be facing. So there's been some good stuff that has come up in the past few days on the Syracuse football front. And another one today, which emphasizes something that I have discussed this week, and it just puts that cherry on top of the Sunday. And it is that it is downright crucial that Syracuse comes out of the gate strong. This is a Syracuse football team that will play five of its first six games at home. The schedule is tough any way you slice it. It's one of the toughest schedules I've seen. It's one of the best schedules I've seen just by entertainment value, the great games at home that they're facing, and it's just what a college football schedule should be, in my opinion, because this is entertainment. We want to feel like it's big games, but there are those that feel Syracuse should play St. Sister Mary's of the Poor seven times a year just so they can make a bowl game and go from there, and there's some validity to that argument, but I like that there's some juice on this schedule. Now, Here's the interesting thing about this. Let's go over the times. If you haven't heard yet, because it just came out this afternoon, so you may not even know what I'm talking about here. So the first four kickoff times have been set for Syracuse football. So let's go through them. They will open the season in prime time, 8 o'clock kickoff on the ACC Network. Malik Cunningham and Louisville come in. So it's already a juicy first game for Syracuse. Sometimes you start with, Ohio. Sometimes you start with an ACC rival that, frankly, has owned you in the past decade, has one of the better players at quarterback in the ACC, one of the best dual threats in the country. So giddy up on that. Big, juicy conference game. Out of the shoot. I like that. It it feels big. You know, when you're building up to the first game of the year, people are always excited about it because football is back, but there's a little more behind it when – it's a conference game. I'd rather play Louisville early on, and okay, prime time. So right off the bat, 8 o'clock game, feature game, September 3rd, Louisville. Let's go to the next game. Connecticut. It's on the CBS Sports Network at 7 o'clock. Now, CBS Sports Network doesn't quite have the reach of an ESPN and ESPN2 and ACC network, but... You are on at 7 o'clock, and if you're just a college football fan that's flipping around, what's on tonight, see what kind of games, you know, the big ABC game and some other games will probably trump it, but you're on the radar. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff, so people will see you. This is not a noon game against UConn that will be done. Like, when people are really sitting down at the end of the day, specifically looking for college football, Syracuse will be on the radar, not as prominently as they would be in other cases, as we'll even get to here shortly, but 7 o'clock kickoff there. Third game time that's got a time. Syracuse-Purdue, ESPN2. That's a nooner. So that is one of the games. It's not the game that follows college game day, but kind of the opposite of what I was saying. Those of you that are eager, you're ready. It's a college football Saturday. You watch game day. Okay, what's the first set of games? You've got a really good quarterback from Purdue and a Syracuse team that has an opportunity to cross over. This is one of those crossover games. The Alliance, right? Big Ten matchup. Boom. Right off the bat here, early on, Think of these games you're, you're playing here. Now, Connecticut is a game that Syracuse should win no matter what. 
Connecticut, yes, has Jim Mora coaching now. They're trying to revive what has been just a, a program that has nearly fallen off the face of the earth. It's been one of the worst college football programs out there. By all measures, you should win that game, right? You had three games in prominent spots here right off the bat. So the fourth kickoff time announced, you're always going to be a feature game when you're a Friday night game, but it's a 7.30 kick ESPN Syracuse, Virginia. Of course, Robert and I and Jason Beck coming over from the Virginia coaching staff and Brennan Armstrong will come in with a lot of hype, one of the better quarterbacks in the country. So what a lot of this has in common is Syracuse is kind of going along for the ride here, but as an opportunity to show its stuff, you're not the feature team. The ACC network matchup, that's great because they're looking for great matchups and great programming, but Louisville will be the feature. UConn, I mean, that's actually kind of their network. The reason it's on the CBS Sports Network is they have the rights to that conference. Syracuse should be the feature team there, should be the better team there, but you don't want to stub your toe in primetime against one of the worst teams out there. You don't want this to be the game that Jim Mora Jr. rallies UConn and takes down Mighty Syracuse. There's still a little bit of of tension in that rivalry, not too much because UConn's been terrible. Not that Syracuse has a lot to write home about in recent years, but UConn's just been god-awful. So just don't slip on a banana peel in primetime there. That Purdue game we mentioned, ACC Big Ten crossover, a lot of pride there right off the bat, ESPN2. You're one of the games that's on in every sports bar in the country. Every sports bar in the country has got ESPN, ESPN2, a couple other channels. People will have eyes on Syracuse that day. At home, don't stumble. Then you got Virginia on a Friday night in a game that's going to have a lot of buildup, a game that's going to have a lot of hype, and a game that you have got to keep pace with, yes, the coaches are here now, but the talent is still there at Virginia, namely the quarterback. You're going to have to keep pace with. So this just emphasizes something that I actually mentioned on the show yesterday. And that is how important it is for Syracuse to have its act together right out of the gate. There's no time to mess around here. Those are your first four games. Three out of four are in prime time. Three out of four are on channels people watch. Kind of have to look for the CBS Sports Network to really find it, but... This is already an important season for this team. This is already an opportunity for this team when you look at it on the surface because five of your first six games are at home. Following that, because UConn's on the road, so you open Louisville at home, go to UConn, host Purdue, host Virginia, host Wagner. Then you're by, then you're still at home hosting NC State, who happens to have somebody who's going to be on the short list of Heisman candidates, in my opinion, and Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback. So those first six games, five are at home. Wagner is going to be probably an ESPN Plus game, and that's your one break on the schedule. Then when you come out of it, depending on what the record is, because now they start kind of tracking these things about a week or two out, setting television times, I would imagine NC State's going to be an ACC network game. But if NC State comes out hot, and if NC State's going to be built up as a team, that can win the ACC. So they're still going to be desired by an ESPN and ESPN2. Leary's going to be one of those quarterbacks people are talking about. They're going to want NC State. So you have to be on your game early. There's no preseason in college football, and you're starting 
with an ACC rival that has owned you. You've got really good quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, between what Purdue brings and what Virginia brings in terms of quarterbacks, you're talking about two of the top 11 passers in the country last year. There's no time to mess around here. So the trick there is Syracuse is incorporating this new coaching staff, right? Robert and I, we mentioned back, Bob Ligashevsky on special teams, like, they're going to be in a big darn hurry to be as sharp as they can early. There's got to be a little bit of a margin of an error for these guys to see what they have in real game settings because you can spring practice and summer reps and fall camp all you want. You got to see it in a real game to know what you have and make the proper adjustments. You just don't have time for it. This is not a schedule that worked out that you have Wagner as the first game that you have. I mean, UConn, should be a game that qualifies as that, but I don't think Syracuse can point at anybody and feel like they're the superior team and, and you know we're going to go out here and, and mess around a little bit here. No, you have to be sharp. You have to be on your game. And all those primetime slots they got were because of someone else. You're not the desired entity here, but you can crash the party. You can be the feature game on the ACC network. Louisville will probably get a little bit more of that hype and build up, even though it is at the Dome, so... They'll give equal treatment there and walk out of there, beat Malik Cunningham, beat Louisville, have an ACC win under your belt, game one. Carry that momentum into UConn and beat a bad team, 2-0. and Then take your chances with Purdue and Virginia at home, hopefully split, come out of that 3-1, and beat Wagner. Now you're 4-1 going into your bye week with one of the better quarterbacks in the country awaiting. I mean, that's the dream scenario. I think anybody takes anything for granted here. Ideally, best case, you want to be four and one. Going into NC State, come out of that six game stretch four and two. If you come out of that, no matter what the combo is, you come out of that six game stretch four and two, you took care of business at home, you go into the back end of your schedule, which is not easy. Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, Florida State, Wake Forest, Boston College needing two wins. What we are starting to see here, and I brought this up even before I knew what the schedule was. I brought this up more when we got the schedule. I'm like, okay, well, let's see how this lines up time-wise. Let's see who comes back and who doesn't, and some details that had to fill itself in. But what we found out and what what we are continuing to see is they better be ready, and they better be sharp early on, and somehow you – have to make every rep matter. And Anai and Beck may be new, but they've got a coach like they've been here for five years. How they form that chemistry, speed up the reps, figure out how to run that offense in their way. Like They have got to pick something, and this is who we are. right? You have got to identify what you are, what you're best at. Always throw in a wrinkle or two. you got new coaches with a fresh set of eyes here. Dino Baber is still overseeing everything. Thanks, Brent. You're welcome, Coach. But the margin for error is slim to take all those adjustments and go out there and be ready for that. Think of Tony White in that defense. He actually incorporated a lot of things quickly. They simplified it in year one. They said, we're going to focus on this. And it worked. You could see the difference. And then once they got comfortable with it, it's like, okay, we're going to open this up a little bit and really show you what this defense is all about. That is the quest Robert and I and Jason Beck.
and they're still in a situation where the quarterback room has to be settled. I mean, Garrett Schrader is going to start, but you're adding a quarterback who we're going to talk about later with Mike McAllister, and every defense that plays Syracuse will be darned if Sean Tucker is going to beat them. Not every defense that plays Syracuse can stop Sean Tucker, but with an offseason to watch film, look at what else Syracuse has, take your chances. Every team that plays Syracuse is going to be like, look, if you win today, it's not going to be because 34 had a big day. And that's what Anaya and Beck have to take advantage of. The hyper-focus that will be on Sean Tucker. and you, know, you can't win football games with the element of surprise. You can make big plays with the element of surprise, but you don't win games that way. But they got to figure it out because five of the first six are at home, and now we know those first four games and three or four of those games in prime time on channels people watch. So whether they're ready or not for prime time, Syracuse football is going to be in prime time right out of the gate. And on that note, we'll take a break. We will come back. We'll bring in our friend Chris Jastrzemski, talk some hockey, talk some lacrosse. He's an SU fan. I'm sure he's got some football thoughts as well. Mike McAllister later with a focus on Syracuse's new quarterback, but certainly some other recruiting transfer news and all the latest there. Uh, let's get the latest on how the market's closed up today on this Thursday, May the 26th, heading into a holiday weekend. Our friend Mike from Lee Baldwin and Company to tell us all about that. Mike, how you doing, bud? I'm good, thanks, Brent. You're getting me all fired up for football oh, season. It's always football season around here. That's right. You can never talk enough football. Well, we had a nice day on the markets today. The Dow closed up over 500 points, 516. The S&P followed up 79, and the NASDAQ was up 3%, almost 3%, about 305 points. And we're on pace for a great positive week. It'll be our first positive week if we can hold on tomorrow in over eight weeks, which is almost a 100-year record. We were down eight weeks in a row in the Dow. So let's hope we can hold it together tomorrow. We had a couple nice diamonds, Dollar General and Dollar Tree. We're both up strong, about 14 and 15% each. Both had strong earnings last night, and we're up sharply today. That might tell you a little something about our economy now that those two companies are doing so well, but good to have a couple diamonds. And our dog is Kraft Heinz, down about 6%. It was downgraded to a sell, and inflation has really taken, uh, having a big impact on Kraft Heinz. So there you have it. Great day, and so far a great week on Wall Street, Brent. Good to hear, Mike, and uh, you guys enjoy your holiday weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. That's our friend Mike from Lee Baldwin and Company, ready to head into the holiday weekend. Looks like the market is self-correcting a bit, but we'll see what uh, tomorrow brings. That's why you need the consultation of our friends from Lee Baldwin and Company. The ups, the downs, and everything in between, they'll find the diamonds, leave out all the dogs on your portfolio. Let's break. We'll come back. The great Chris Jastrzemski will join us next. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you on board here. Now, we are about to do the... Mount Rushmore draft of all things barbecue. To clarify for Josh over here, who was all things barbecue, complaining during the break. <laughs> barbecue, everything relating all to barbecue is on the barbecue. table. Not all just like the event where you go and eat food and drink beverages. 
all things barbecue, including maybe it'll go in the draft. Blues, brews, and barbecue. That's happening Saturday. So not only are we being so loose with this, we're also taping picks. (laughs) Perhaps. Okay. Maybe someone will shill for the company and pick Blues, Brews, and Barbecue during the draft, which happens to be going on this Saturday, May the 28th, in Clinton Square. The Devin Allman Project is the headliner, the son of the legendary Greg Allman, performing many of those songs that made the Allmans great, as well as original, soon-to-be classics. But it's a full day of Blues, Brews, and Barbecue, the Well Care Blues, Brews, and Barbecue Festival, presented by one group. Get your tickets now, bluesbrewcny.com, and I would encourage you to get your tickets now because they're $30, but they increase at the door. So get them now. Get them ahead of time. Doors open at 4 o'clock. The River Kittens, the Ripcords, Joe Lewis Walker, and then the headliner, Devin Allman Project, featuring Luther Dickinson and G-Love and Special Sauce. Is special sauce eligible in the draft? It is the sauce. I would think so. I would think so, right? First 1,000 people will get a free bottle of aqua water. Uh, make sure you bring your own chairs. No coolers now, okay? And get all the details and the bands and everything you need to know at bluesbrewcny.com, including your tickets. So that's happening this weekend. we got all those things on our mind. And it's a big barbecue weekend coming up, of course, so uh, let us do the all-things barbecue draft. We will draft the Mount Rushmore of barbecue things. Jackson, Josh, myself, we will go in that order, by the way. Okay. That is the draft order. Can I just say, if you were a true company man, Mm -hmm. you would have made your first pick, Blues, Brews, and Barbecues, and launched into that ad read as your pick. Fair point. So (laughs) So guess what? I'm changing the rules. I will pick first. You will pick second. Jackson will pick third. And with the first pick (laughs) in the draft, I will select the Blues, Brews, and Barbecue Festival. But you still did it wrong because you should have made the pick and then done the ad read. Okay, let's let's go back in the original order. (laughs) Jackson, Josh, and Brent, because (laughs) apparently I didn't do this right. No, I'm not saying you didn't (laughs) do it right. I'm saying that would have been the best way to approach it. There's no wrong like, way like to do it. semantics here are outrageous. For someone who was complaining about semantics during the break, exactly. You you, you sound like the dude from Dazed and Confused. Like, <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler Never if you it. did. <laughs> you haven't seen that? I have not. Please fix that problem immediately. <laughs> All right, so Blues, Brews, and Barbecue this weekend. It is eligible for the draft, but let us go in the original order. Jackson will go first. Josh will go second. I will go third. Here we go. I think this pick applies barbecue food i think this pick applies to the backyard barbecue give me just a nice cold beer nice cold, cold beer good okay pick. good pick was on my board. cold beer certainly if you want specifics i like a pacifico in the summertime great call okay for whatever i don't think you can buy those out here can you can you not that's upset i haven't seen any of them oh out no here. okay all my west coast nice cold beer gotta have cold beer it's a west coast one at a barbecue yes that's or with barbecue or with barbecue Correct. I'm on a Elliottville blueberry wheat kick right now. Put some real blueberries in there. Good summer beer. Let's go. Very nice. All right. I will go here with my second overall pick. Okay. Second overall pick of this draft. This is more the backyard barbecue, okay. but I think it is important. Mm-hmm. You're going through the line. You're getting all the food there. Yep. You got to be smart. You got to save some time. You got to go through the line and get a burger and a dog your first time. Burger through the and line. a dog. Double dip. Get both. Come prepared. Okay. Know you're going to eat both. Line strategy. Just grab them now. Right, especially because you never know, like, if you got to wait. 
someone you go through the line, people grab everything, you go back. Uh, I got I got to make more bird. Yeah, got to get the burger and the dog the first. Get time. Get it out of the way. Okay. All right, my first pick, the third overall pick. I will be making these this weekend. Ribs. Nice. Oh, I was... Ribs. Ugh. Let's go. Strong. Ribs have to be done right. They have to be, you have to take your time. You low and slow. I assume you're talking for, I'm going to make you clarify pork or beef ribs. Wow. I think we I have an interesting, pork or beef we ribs. have an interesting thing. <laughs> so you're saying if I clarify, I go with pork ribs that leaves beef ribs on the draft board. Yes. I'll allow it. Pork ribs. These are pork the correct pick. ribs. Yes. Pork ribs. Nice and rub I think on if there. You pick beef ribs. You're wrong. Now correct. At this point because it's the wrong pick. You got to cook them. You know, low and slow. You've got to cook them. At least my opinion. You know, kind of off fire, if mm-hmm. you will. What's what's the correct term for that? When you know, couldn't tell you. Give a little it'll it'll situation indirect heat. Thank you. you. Indirect heat. Right. Like ribs. I could have come up with that. One. Going with ribs. <laughs> Here we go. Strong. Back over to Jackson. Mm. I'm going to take, I think this is uh, like summer games in general are a good pick here, but I'm going to take specifically Cornhole because that is the cornhole. game you should be playing. Damn. At the barbecue. Day. Took my next pick right wow. out of my mouth. So you guys, are, you guys are really in the mind frame of like the actual event. Yeah. Well, that's what's on yeah. the brain right it's now. All, everything's it's everything's there. This weekend. Everything's, everything's eligible. That's what we got so far. Okay. Took that one right from me. Cornhole. Best barb. No question. Now, you got cornhole. Someone usually sets up the volleyball net. What are some other barbecue games? Can, right? can you ever do jam, the one with the two golf balls on the string and you throw yep. it on? Ball. Yep. yep. What's that called? Ladder ball. That's called ladder go. ball. Uh-huh. Um, somebody just got a basketball court. You could do that. If there's a pool situation, a whole different conversation. Oh. Pool basketball is the best. And, That's my favorite. Yep. And you can get into beer pong and beer die as well. There Bocce ball is a, is a good one. That's an elite game. Oh, and all these things could be picked. I don't know. But the one that was selected, Cornhole. Yes. My pick. Over to Josh. This might be more of like a. I do think this still counts for a barbecue draft. Mm-hmm. It probably fits better in like a campfire, bonfire type draft setting. But just the smell of fire. The smell of the fire going on the grill and that aroma that you get that's a very unique smell that I think. Is one of my favorite smells. If we were doing a smells draft, it would be a first round pick for me. I think that has to go. The smell of fire. That's a terrible pick. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. That's one terrible. of my favorite smells. I can't believe that went. Fit. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's a great smell. The smell now, of a fire coming off the barbecue or the campfire. You, I love that smell. You actually sort of took my pick in this sense. You can't have a barbecue without a grill. So. Much like the pork or beef ribs declaration, I guess I'm going to take specifically the charcoal grill. Or I wasn't going to make you clarify not, what kind of grill. <laughs> you weren't? No. Okay. I'll just say the grill. No matter what your preference, gas, charcoal, getting into the Traeger situation, wood chips, pellets, like we're very advanced these days. Okay, Uncle Brent's looking at getting a Traeger, by the way, and when I get it, we'll have a barbecue. Love it. And we will do many of these things we're discussing. So I'm just going to say the grill. It's the essential item. I can't believe it actually made it this far. Now, charcoal grills are nice, but I will say 
at my parents' house back in California, they have the gas lines from the house just directly pumping. Oh, that's how you do <laughs> that's it. That's brilliant. That's no, how you no do it. No setup required. So also a good from way From the house so you don't have to go get, like, the tank? No tanks. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's a way. Can I tell you three times a year I will go out and I think I've got enough? Like, I know it's low. <laughs> like, I think I can get one more out of this and then goes out. Got to run around the corner. It happens all the time. All right. Um I'm I'm going to stay in the grill vein. Okay. When I am grilling. I want steaks and I I think you can pick whatever cut you like. I'm just going to take steak steaks. Steaks. Let's go. I like a New York strip personally. See, and this is when you know you go to a good barbecue. Mm-hmm. Like burgers and dogs are essential, but like you go to the barbecue and somebody's like, "I'm going to throw some steaks at you." Like you're my man. I agree. Right? I agree. Up in the Classy. game. You don't always get them. You don't always get the steaks. But you know you're at a good barbecue. I think barbecue. it's a smaller barbecue is when that plays, so you're not going to buy yeah. 10, 15 steaks. Of course. You Let's go. You invite friends over, you have to. Let's go. have to. Running low here. I. What am I going to do? I don't know. Let's think. I think we probably have to start looking around to some other spots that I think we haven't gone into yet. No okay. one's making the side yet. That's, not one side. That's correct. Yep. Got to have good coleslaw. Great pick. Got to have good, good coleslaw. Great pick. So it brings a great barbecue together, especially in the summertime. Something about coleslaw in the summer. Coleslaw's good all year round. Something about a nice, cool coleslaw in the summertime. Here's the real question, though. Okay. What meat that we've been talking about is the best to add the coleslaw to? Like, are you taking a bite of the rib with some coleslaw on, or are you putting coleslaw on your burger, or are you putting coleslaw it's on the dog? It's a meat that we haven't mentioned yet to me, so I don't want Tip a pick. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Hold it's it. a different meat with coleslaw. I think it's the burger. I won't tip your pick, but I think I know what that is. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to it. Okay. We're on the ninth pick. We've got some food. We've got some items, right? Haven't got to this yet, yo. Barbecue sauce. Okay. Barbecue right. sauce. Not essential for every food item, but you want it, and... It's literally in the name, barbecue sauce. Now, Brent, you're going to have to make a controversial stance here. You can take all barbecue sauce, but okay. I want to know between like your Carolinas, your Kansas Cities, your Memphises, which one is your favorite? I mean, my preference would be Carolina. Same. I agree. Don't really have one. Okay. okay. They're all good. <laughs> right. It's like choosing a favorite child. Yeah. Speaking of choosing a favorite child, with my mm-hmm. last pick here, I have two really good ones. that I One's food-related, one's not. Okay. I think because I only have one strictly food item so far, I'm going to stick to the food category. We got corn on the cob. Corn Easy. on the cob. Now, are we talking about grilled corn on the cob? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. I you have so. to. If you're grilled with butter, though. At I mean, the barbecue, you got to put it. I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to make the distinction. It has to be grilled corn on the cob. Yeah. I will only eat corn on the cob at a barbecue. That's it? Mm-hmm. You won't eat it any other way? No. I'll, well, no, Fair. I'll eat it at like home, but I'll only eat it between you know Memorial Day and Labor Day. That's the only well, that's time the only time it's, it's good. Yeah, right. and you got to cook it on the grill. Look, I mean, no better. offense to Wegmans or anybody, but <laughs> when I walk in and I see corn on the cob in April, it's like just get that out of here. Right. What, come on, the good stuff doesn't happen until I mean, you really got to wait even longer than that to get the real good stuff, the real sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Josh, your last pick. Last pick. I think I'm gonna go with the meat you were referencing. We'll see. It was brisket, right? You're talking brisket? 
No, I love brisket. It's not my okay. coleslaw meat. I, 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 I am a brisket and coleslaw guy, though, especially if you're making a brisket sandwich okay. with some coleslaw. Brisket is probably my favorite barbecue meat. I don't really... I've never made, like, a real brisket on the barbecue like that. Okay. But I love going that's, to barbecue restaurants and getting a good brisket, and there's nothing like that. That's real dedication. So go brisket. Brisket, uh-huh. a, a good Takes brisket time. will take you a day. Like, mm-hmm. a whole freaking day. Like, get up, crack a dawn, keep an eye on that thing. I recently did a brisket day. in the crock pot that was pretty good, but that's not a barbecue brisket. That's cheating. It was still pretty damn good. I, mean, I, I made pulled pork in the crock pot last week. It's fine, but it's cheating. That's the one, by the way. Pulled pork and pulled coleslaw. pork and coleslaw. That's that's it right there. Okay. Okay. Now, this is not necessarily a barbecue food, but much like corn on the cob, is best at a barbecue, in my opinion. It is a Syracuse staple: the salt potato. The salt potato. It's a matter of time until now. You can get. You, you can just serve the salt potato, or you can do what my mom does. With the salt potatoes, it's a salt potato bake with cheese and bacon and all the things, and it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Goes great at a barbecue. Let's go. I appreciate both you and Pauly shouting that one out. Pauly heard this draft was happening and said that needed to be picked. Salt potato. Summer item. It's available all year long. I I do also want you to know that not only did Pauly mention salt potatoes, also the set... I think salt potato was the second thing he mentioned. First thing was ribs. So you are lining up with Paulie in this draft. I'm not sure if you think that's a good or bad thing, but just wanted you to know that. He is an award-winning radio host, so I guess that's a good thing. By the way, Jason Anthony in the chant agrees with uh, you. Smell of fire wins. Easily. Wow. Top five smell. It's a good smell. But in the barbecue draft? Yeah. I feel like that should be in a different draft. I'm thinking You're probably right. That's why I didn't take it first round, but I still felt it needed to go. If we were doing a smells draft, it would have been my first round. Okay, smells draft, it would be good. Camping. The smell of fire in a camping draft would be good. This is a barbecue draft. You you have a fire at a barbecue. (laughs) But nobody smells the fire. They smell the food (laughs) on the fire, not the fire. Nobody goes to a barbecue. Oh, smell the fire. No, smell the food <laughs> on the fire. Fire's Is that going. what you mean? Both. Jason, Josh, it's a trash pick. Can I give two honorable mentions very quick? Yes, you can. Summer, what did we miss? Your your summer playlist at the barbecue. That's a good yeah, one. That's, a, that's a good one. Whatever's on it, it's different. It better everyone. have Summertime by Will Smith. Yeah, I know Will Smith. We're canceling Will Smith now, but come on. He, he got, yeah. still got you. And then this one I wasn't going to pick because – Kind of a niche one, but I love listening to baseball on the radio all summer long. So. Yep. Good okay. Pick. All right. That's got to be an honor. Uh, I got one more that we didn't mention. Okay. This is also specific to the backyard barbecue. You mentioned the pool situation, just pushing your buddies in the pool while they're not looking. <laughs> but again, I think we're what a friend we're talking are. about a different draft now. <laughs> it's like a summer draft. Yeah. We'll do well, a you're, summer You're doing it at the barbecue. All right. Just to recap uh, real quickly, cold beer. Get the burger and the dog early, but we'll... Guess say burger and dogs, ribs, cornhole, the smell of fire. <laughs> Good pick. Grill, steaks, coleslaw, barbecue sauce, corn on the cob, brisket, and salt potatoes. That is the Mount Rushmore of barbecue dress. Speaking of which. We'll come back. No, we got a break. Shut up. We'll be back after this. Stay right there.